Right. Ooh. Ooh. Hello and welcome to part two. I said I wouldn't fucking do that, but I've fucking done every single time. Um, hello and welcome to the topic edition of this week's podcast. Uh, or is it the Snickers? Hey, I love a topic personally. Um, we have this, how it works now is we select a specific topic once a week that we will discuss in depth to go along with our news pod, which we recorded earlier and you will have heard a couple of days ago if you listened to it. So, we tend to take it in turns to pick a topic, but I think this is Duncan's first topic. So I'm going to hand you hand you over to Duncan to dis- to dis- to explain the topic that we're going to be discussing. Um yeah, so I uh was thinking of Jedi Knight the other day because I played it uh Emma's brother came over and so I uh, got the Xbox uh, warmed up and then uh, it struck me that there are games out there that probably should get the Resident Evil 2 redoing treatment. You know, really good games at the time. We all loved them. Um, but they could just be redone. You know, either the graphics smartened up because even at the time we knew oh, there wasn't quite the freedom that you couldn't necessarily interact with all the scenery or there, there are aspects of the plots now that could be uh, changed um yeah that, yeah that was the idea it's just games that could be redone to get to that we all know how good resident mm. evil 2 looks i mean i don't know why they call it resident evil 2 because it just feels like a completely new uh resident evil game they've just taken they've kept the storyline but you get more of the better th- uh, third person it is far more intense there are other stuff that they've kind of taken from mm. some of the other sequels and yeah, that was the idea. Games we would like to see. I mean, it, it still definitely feels like Resident Evil Two. That that I mean, there's enough yeah. there's enough cues from it that you can go, this is Resident Evil Two. So I get it. But yeah, the fact that it's it's you know, a no, but the, I mean they they kept the the, the scenes, the, the whole plot and the scenes are there, but they yeah. changed aspect. I mean, wasn't Resident the original Resident Evil Two still f- fixed camera? Yeah. For each room, or was that it was yeah, it first? Because yeah. I was, yeah. thought this Resident Evil brought in that third-person aspect, which really improves it. Yeah, it does. And, and what they've done is that it's, it's a ground-up remake. So this ties in as well with the fact that um, the Final Fantasy VII remake has resurfaced again. Uh, finally, after a, it felt like a, a couple of years since we've seen anything from it, with the possibility of an impending release date for that, so mm-hmm. which is exciting. Uh, I forgot to mention Russ is here as well. So, hey, Russ. Have, have we not done intros? No, I didn't do it, so I'll do it now. Uh, Russ is here, Duncan you've heard, and it's me. So, yeah. Hello. Hey, cool. Um, so, what we're going to do is, yeah, discuss games we would like to see get the Resident Evil 2 treatment. That's how you described mm-hmm. it, wasn't it, Duncan? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, who wants to start? Who wants to kick us off? I've got some obvious ones I can just get out of the way now, if you like. Okay, go for it. Yep. Resident Evil 4, for starters. <laughs> um... Hasn't that Cute. already been remade? No, it's they've like just a remastered it. They just re-released it like twelve but times. Switch. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, that should be what, out now." What would you want to 
change though because these so these like the resident evil 2 treatment as we're talking yeah. about this so this isn't just a remake with better graphics yeah. this is sort of taking the game and like doing something new with it changing something about the mechanics yeah. or you know something so with resi 2 they went from the fixed camera to the resi 4 over the shoulder camera yeah so what what sort of changes would you like to make to resi 4 well okay then let's bear in mind that we think it's practically perfect let's everywhere. start with being able to move with the gun no no that's how you get resident evil 5 <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think i don't but can't think... you can't you move with the gun in resident evil 2 you can yeah 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 it's not resident evil 4 is it okay <laughs> yeah the problem is that i do think resident evil 4 is practically perfect the, the, the fact that you couldn't move with the gun that's what turned every engagement mm. into a sort of a high speed puzzle so because you had to think about where you're going to stand where you're going to turn how many of them are you going to engage before you then try and move away a bit can you imagine going into a, a a village with with just hundreds of villagers though that are all out to get you oh so you're like also upping the yeah Well, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to tell you that right now, Russ. It's it's going to happen. That game is going to get remade because they know how to make money. But I think you can... Um, like Wesker's just in it at the end for no real reason, right? Oh, the, the overarching plot yeah. of Resident Evil is such bobbins. But, but... I, think, I think you can improve on parts <laughs> of that. Like the... the the way Ada Wong comes into this game is 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 particularly good. Maybe bring in um, a bit more drama with um, Doctor Salazar or whatever he's called, the guy mm. with the chainsaw. Yeah. So like maybe have a few level. Maybe you can hear the chainsaw revving earlier on, and then eventually he comes running at you. Turn him into more of a persistent. Yeah. Persistent. Weather. Although that is one of my favourite moments in that game, <laughs> when you just open that door and you hear the yeah yeah the first first beheading yeah. The first beheading, first of many, yes. Um, so yeah, maybe not then. Uh, but that's no, no, it's fine. You can be as wrong about this as you like. If you <laughs> if you want to, if you think that that's something that'd be good to do. I feel I feel that was an obvious choice though. Um, I'd like to see uh, any of the Forza games get remade as well. So you know they do remake them. <laughs> they put another number on it and they move it to another place. Yeah, no, but you know, but I want to see it in like uh, Eastern Europe again, like in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what, what you're saying oh, is you want a new Forza game <laughs> yeah, every week. <laughs> I've put forty hours into Forza, and I've barely done any fucking racing. <laughs> my, my friend, I just keep, I just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> what do you keep doing? The I Vulcan. The um no the uh well, what do they call it the Titan I think so it's the yeah. the off-road the cross-country yeah. races it's you know when you finish a series it's like oh it's the yeah. big one of this it's the uh the the cross-country like final race it yeah. takes about 20 minutes to do yeah uh just doing that over and over again in my souped up off-road mini <laughs> is amazing <laughs> it goes like a fucking rocket i've got um it does not go in a straight line i want to thank pete for this advice because he sent me a video of um this just this car just like being launched into the distance and he mm. said he was playing Forza and his brother turned a Koenigsegg into a all-wheel drive car and it just makes just the most it it doesn't make any sense but it, it's the car I use for everything now <laughs> because it goes like shit off a shovel and also can take corners at ridiculous speeds so yeah we just somehow talk about Forza again let's let's mm-hmm. move on let's move on so yeah Resident Evil 4 I'd like to make uh, a remake of 
Um, actually, wasn't the problem with Resident Evil Five that they they promised like loads of zombies in it? It was it was too actiony. Yeah, which is I what people so. like Resi Two hardcore fans criticise Resident Evil Four for. Like, oh, it's just a shooter, mm. but it wasn't. It no. was never just. It was an action thriller, but it wasn't just a shooter. If no. you went in there with a shooter mindset, you'd get deaded very quickly. Very true. Very true. So yeah, okay, maybe not then. Maybe not. Maybe talk to him. Talk me out of it. Who's got one? Um, yeah, well, this also came from the fact that I was thinking Star Wars. Mm. Been thinking uh, um, a lot of mine are Star Wars. I went <laughs> with Dark Forces. Yeah. I would love Dark Forces redone. It was such a great game. But thinking back, it would be quite nice to be able to interact more with the the scenery mm. and. We also, the very first mission in Dark Forces, you're actually getting the Death Star plans. Mm. So it'd be quite nice to change that arc a bit. Get it to fit into the to, current canon. Yeah, so it fits in with canon. And it means that the, you could change also the, the Dark Trooper. Mm. I, I like the fact that there were the two different ones, the one that's deadly rapid fast, hand-to-hand, and the other one that goes yep, noop, noop, with a stupidly super cannon. But by the end, you do get these ridiculous... If you get the Dark Trooper cannon, you're nearly indestructible. You're a missile. You can nearly blow yourself mm. up. But there are aspects of it which would be nice that you have the modern controller. It would look nice on the... Uh, it is a console game. Though it was a PC game, It you could just really... Uh, you could get better interactions. You could add much more to the game, which the game kind of did ask for because of the blocky dialogues. Mm. Just because of that's the way those games were. And you could get it so you would have the better um, yeah, character interactions. You could change the uh, tilt the plot. Yes, you could sharpen up the graphics, and that is part of it. But you could do a lot more because that... The other thing is you could totally remove Darth Vader out of it. So it is just a Star Wars spin-off. Mm. It is, uh, you are, you know, it, you can make it more Medal of Honor. The, like the first, Medal, actually, that's another game, Medal of Honor, the first one. But, you know, you can make it that you do need that more stealth yeah. aspect mm. of it. So, I mean, you, if you add the stealth aspect, there's a level on Coruscant, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, can you, I can imagine, like, if you're adding, like, a bit more of a stealth aspect, like walking through the streets of Coruscant and you've got, like, uh, market stalls and like the streets are full of people because in Dark Forces there's no people. Yeah, that's the sort of yeah. thing, like those older games really struggle to do cities convincingly. Yeah. But you could do that, and, and there's this bits where you dive into like the sewers in in Dark Forces as well, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, it's le- yeah. Uh, third level. Yeah, so like you could do that, and you could be trying to avoid stormtroopers like who come around the corners what? and stuff, and then yeah, yeah, that would work they, really they, well, Duncan. They also try to add some puzzles into it but they are very basic but you could make it i mean there was a whole sequence that you had to do for getting through the sewers Mm. you have to rescue someone from prison and you have you could make that a bit harder and yes that would be another stealthy one yeah um uh yeah it would be and your kyle katan so you could change it to maybe castillo oh oh no because he's no well kyle no why not introduce kyle katan into there's no reason why kyle katan can't be in this and he's also yeah, he's a very rugged a guy, Kyle Katarn, not your geography teacher, Kyle yeah. Katarn. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I like it. And you could even do the, the redemption art from Kyle Katarn as well, because he starts off 
um, on the side of the Imperium, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yep. Imperium. That's Warhammer. Um, he's <laughs> Imperial in the Empire. Yeah, he's like a is he an Imperial pilot? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same as Han Solo, isn't it? Really, but yeah. Um, so yeah, but I really Han like. So he never didn't he? He never became a pilot, did he? No. In... But you you could do the whole him joining the Rebel Alliance thing. Hmm. That would be quite fun. That would be quite a fun game to play. It would basically be Rogue One the game, but I'm fine with that. That's, that's, that's absolutely yeah. fine, yeah. I won't say another Star Wars game then, because I get the feeling you're about to suggest an, uh, you'll be about to suggest <laughs> another Star Wars game that desperately needs some rem- a remake, but yeah, that's fine. Russ, what you got? Well, I've got a Star Wars one that desperately re- oh, okay. needs a remake. Fine. I get, uh, probably talking about the same one. You Probably. <laughs> Pod Racer. Nope, not talking hey. about the same one. <laughs> Oh, um, that's all right, because I had another one, <laughs> and it wasn't Pod Racer. Uh, I like it, Russ. Pod Racer on the N64 was cocking brilliant. It was great. Um, a bit underplayed because yeah. apparently hardly anyone had an N64. Um, but that was a that was a shockingly good racing game on the N64. Yeah. Um, but it did obviously suffer from the sort of the blurry, low poly models that the N64 had. Um, it, it it felt a bit kind of depopulated. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the stadiums and things were empty and the, the, the environments were quite sparse. Pod racing is just not as popular as it used to be. It looked incredible. Yeah. You got this amazing sense of speed, which is hard yeah. to do in a racing yeah, yeah, game yeah. and still give you a feeling of control. But you really felt like you were going at like 300 miles an hour. It felt really arcadey. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, your, all the pods, they felt really different. They handled well. The, the upgrades and the tinkering you could do worked really nicely. They felt like really weighty and solid until they, until like you crashed into water mm. and it like popped like a balloon. Yeah. There's a little puff and there's nothing there. Um, so I think that upped with, you know, Current generation graphics, yeah. online multiplayer. Oh my um, god! Yes, the inevitable DLC and microtransactions for new pods and mm. things. But it could be really, really good, and it would even work really nicely as like a mobile game or something. So what you could do is, is it would des- work really well on the Switch, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah what you could what you could do is, is design your own pods as well, like put your own pods together. Yeah, that'd be well. nice. That'd be fun. Drop Russ, I don't have a Switch. We're not going to be getting a Switch anytime no, soon. No, that's that's I just the noise I make whenever anyone mentions the Switch. <laughs> but but yeah, so design your own pod, pick your own racer, or design your own racer, and like up yeah, your stats. Get fucking Anakin out of it. Like yeah, fuck fuck Anakin. So instead right of off, instead yeah. of like recreating. The yeah. races from um, Phantom Menace, yeah, and and those those characters because you know pod racing is just a sport, so you know have some other other people in it. You could go pre Phantom Menace with it. I don't think you should worry too much yeah. about trying to tie it into the overall mythology. But the only the only just, people I just don't want Moppet Anakin in it. I think yeah, but all the other races I think you want in it. Well, like Sabal Quadranero and, and, and Ben Quadranero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben is his first name. Ben. I think it's Ben Quadranero. <laughs> Amazing, don't know. And then get Greg Proops as oh, well to do, to do the commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be pretty cool. Um, and you you could have like you know yeah like like a a night race through through Coruscant would oh be my pretty God, amazing. Yes. Um, you could have it. You could visit some locations that we've been to. In in films and things, you could do. Um, you could like you could, Endor. Yeah, like like you know, if you did one on Jackie, you can have a, a course going through the ruins of a crashed star destroyer, stuff like that. It'd yeah, be pretty as, awesome. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be. It's basically the Star Wars Mario Kart, isn't it? Is yeah. What you could turn it into. 
So in and Endor, you could, and you could have a nod towards um, a stadium that has no uh, no supporters in, and do it at the LA Chargers. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, but you, on end, if you had Endor, you could be up against like um, the stormtroopers on the bikes as well. Possibly, I don't yeah. mean. I think Endor probably doesn't have a big enough paying audience to bring the pod racing franchise yeah. there. <laughs> Bear in mind that the only established population is teddy bears. No, but you can... <laughs> I thought we were going silly with this. Oh, you're thinking Muppet Race Mania, aren't you? No. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, yeah, add, add like Kermit in there and like... <laughs> no, keep it, like, keep it serious, but like keep it... It doesn't need to try and tell any story. It's just mm. racing, but with awesome space dragsters. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Be pretty cool. I like it a lot. That'd be fun. Um, I suppose it's back to me then, isn't it? You could have like you could do it on like Nar Shadow or somewhere like oh a, a spaceship. And there's a bit where like you blast out of a hangar bay and have to like float Jump. across to another one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I think we've said this about a million times. I would like to see a Time Splitters remake. Yay. Yeah, like. Ground up, fuck off the monkey for starters because it's not fair. No one's allowed to play the monkey, and 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 just <laughs> redesign all of those levels with a much more open feeling because they were mm. already pretty open. But but like these big arenas, basically that you have to yeah. And that that's I'm talking about the the campaign as well. Add a, a more coherent story to the campaign because it makes sense, but it doesn't make enough sense. No, um, and force. Oh no, you do you do play as different characters in the campaign, don't you? Like, well, you're the, you're the same person, but yeah. you kind of like, it's like quantum leap. You quantum leap into yeah, people, yeah, yeah. don't you? Yeah, but so so play on that a little bit. Give everyone like different like special abilities when you're in there, and turn Time Splitters two into a hero shooter, with each different character having different skills. Mm-hmm. That's what I say anyway. That's what I'd like. Uh, yeah, and because then it would actually. It's a game that the multiplayer was excellent. Yes. And it lends itself so well to that without getting stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty stupid game, but it was. No, but so you know, it, it kind of owns it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Not completely everyone getting involved, but still have it limited number of people. Yeah. No, it makes sense. In a multi thingy. I like it. But yeah, Time Splitters 2 remake. Although I think we're just going to get a new Time Splitters game, I think is the, the long and short of it, which will probably be a Time Splitters two remake. To be fair, <laughs> I think I think it will be a mixture of the the two. But yeah, I I I love Time Splitters. It's the first shooter I properly got into. So let's let's see that done well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool, Duncan. Back to you, sir. Um, I have got a few from Emma, but I'm going to stick with mine first. Go for it. Um. I've got another Star Wars, and uh, I just want them to redo X-wing, Tie Fighter, and just do it as X-wing. Another a redone of X-wing versus Tie Fighter. X-wing versus Tie Fighter was brilliant. X-wing was brilliant. It's this, actually it's just the same reason for the redoing Dark Forces. There are bits of both X-wing and Tie Fighter where it would just be nice to sharpen up some of the dialogue stuff, so you have a bit more interaction maybe being able to pimp 
do more to your spaceship mm. so like either your x-wing or your your tie fighter maybe bring in a few more different uh you know you could add more choices for a mission that you, you still go okay well this is what you're going to be doing yeah what you're going to choose you could do that originally in later levels of tie fighter but it would be quite nice to tie fighter was a move up and it was a bit sharper than x-wing um but you know there's some really good cutscene stuff the story in tie fighter is brilliant but you know you could potentially also have a bit more interaction walking around a, uh, a star destroyer and mm. if you're moving ship you actually have to transfer and maybe having a chance to um move up command and maybe not taking on the command of a uh, a star destroyer but you know you could always see if about taking on a corvette or something like that really mm. corvette would be quite nice or like the, there are drop shuttles and you could add more missions and you could do that with a uh, x-wing as well um you know there were there were various aspects of of it that would be just nice to just nice to have it again the other thing i think you add in is a mode which is um classic missions mm. where yeah. it's like do the trench run uh, or um, a number of different ones, like maybe uh, even missions where you're just escorting Vader's shuttle, that kind of thing. And you could do the trench run from both sides, so you could do the yeah. trench run as Vader or Luke. Oh, quite cool. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea. How about like like you're you're part of the R and D um, for for either the Rebels or the the um, Empire, mm. and you get to design some ships as well. Like, like do crazy things to ships like X-Wings and stuff and particularly with TIE Fighters because the the centrepiece of the TIE Fighter is generally the same the little ball in the middle yeah, yeah. and then it's just the, the foils how are you going to fold the wings around it yeah, yeah. basically yeah so I mean you see, there are there are it would be quite nice also to be able to fly a Tidarian shuttle because you do have a kind of bomber shuttle yeah um, which sort of looks like it but it's not a bigger Imperial shuttle mm. so it would be cool and also, you again, you don't actually need the Vader bit. There is a bit of Vader in TIE Fighter, but you don't necessarily need that. Um, and it introduces other characters. You do get uh, Admiral Thrawn. It would be nice because you do move up ranks in both. And in TIE Fighter, you, I, I had TIE Fighter. I played X-Wing because Tomo had a uh, neighbor had it. Um, and we played X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. But we had TIE Fighter. And mm. it lends itself so perfectly again for the console. And... It actually also lends itself. It'd be quite cool. That is a game I would probably think about getting VR for because that w would be a wee bit immersive. Yeah, definitely. And also I, a bit I'd love to see a storyline based around maybe like two pilots that just really don't like it. Like two mm. rival pilots, like a, a rebel pilot and then a an Empire pilot that, that have beef. Like develop some sort of big rival. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so you play some of it in the Empire and you play some of it on, on the side of the, the Rebels as well. So yeah, and that that would be really cool. I like that, Duncan. That's a good idea. That would that was the one I thought you were gonna say, by the way, Russ. To X Wing <laughs> versus TIE Fighter. Yeah, it is a good call. X Wing Alliance is the one I played. Oh, that's, they're, they're all that's great cool. games. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. They are. Mm. They all uh, could yeah. actually do with a bit of a freshen up. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a mm. de especially with the new films coming out, there will be such a, there would be such a market. And moving away from the whole uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront stuff. I mean, yes, that's great fun with all that kind of Shazam, but uh, let's just get back to piloting. Yeah, like it. 
Mm-hmm. Russ? Uh, I would really like to see an update on the Dizzy games. <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> I used to absolutely no, bloody love that. those. I thought, no, that's really ridiculous. I mean, it is Don't ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> like, so keeping it old school, 2D platformer, but kind of, you know, updated. Maybe done, like, in the inside style of sort of quasi oh 3D. Not, not that sort of um, feeling to it, obviously. Oh, that'd be but those get they were really funny. They were anyway. they were had a really sort of great kind of like weird British sense of humour to mm. them, and I want to keep that. So like get get the you know the original writers and stuff and stuff in. It's probably just like two people in their bedroom that made those games. That's yeah, what it was done back then. It was, but um, yeah, keep that sort of like action adventure. It's kind of like Indiana Jones but with an egg. What's not to like? Yeah. That could be that could be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe make it a little easier as well. They weren't all difficult. It was pretty easy. Some of the some, like Treasure Island is it was really difficult because yeah. you only had one life. But yeah, he'll have like regenerating health and shields now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. He can hide behind a wall. But yeah. that seems sort of like you know, two D platformer, puzzly, item collecting and newsy. Yeah. Um, but keep it weird, keep it funny. Yeah. You could kind of have something that. Like he's he's kind of like moving around between all the different the different worlds that he went to in those different games, like fantasy and Adventureland and Treasure Island and all the other ones. Crystal Kingdom. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Excellent. I I I didn't play enough Dizzy to, to have any kind of knowledge on it, I would say. Did you have a Spectrum? I had a Commodore sixty four. Yeah. Dizzy was on the Commodore sixty four. Yeah, it's better on the Spectrum. I mean, it wasn't though, because Commodore sixty four was better. Yeah, but it doesn't make because it was. It was, it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. I think it was originally it was created for the Spectrum, ported to the Commodore. I think it was. Yeah. 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 They okay. did some really amazing. They did. They invented entire new Amiga. graphics yeah. techniques to to squeeze some more um, some more graphical capabilities out of the out of the Spectrum. Yeah. Like some quite quite groundbreaking stuff that they did. Cool. I love it. Mm. My turn. Yeah, why not? Desert Strike. Fucking love that game. Yeah. So just imagine, like, it's a pretty big game as it was, especially for the Mega Drive. Yeah. But this giant open world game that you're exploring in a helicopter. Um. I don't think you get out of the helicopter. I originally thought that maybe there would there be levels where you you stopped. You jumped out of the helicopter and then you had to go and rescue people like way. But then I think you just stay in the helicopter. I think that's the way. Well, you, you had to get out of the helicopter and run around an urban strike, and that was rubbish. Yeah, exactly. So I think this giant map in a in a helicopter and, and, and don't change too much about it. Just make it look prettier, make the mm-hmm. map bigger, and uh give yourself like proper missions rather than you're now currently over an area that fires missiles at you, so fire missiles back at it. Like give it some like proper missions that you have to go and complete. Yeah. Um, maybe some rival helicopters as well, so you have to take down other helicopters. I don't think there were other helicopters in it, were there? There were in Jungle Strike. Yeah, and they were bastards. They were. I remember that now. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, and maybe the option for a first person view <laughs> as well, but but keep it from keep it keep with it arcadey. Yeah. Definitely. It's such a great sense of movement to it, that game. Yeah, it really you did. Could, like, once you got the hang of it, you could really, like, this is a Mega Drive game. You know, you had 
up, down, left, right, and yeah. three buttons. And you could dodge missiles. But yeah, you, yeah. you could kind of... You could, when you got it just right, you could sort of like almost skid the helicopter around the corner of a building. Yeah, blast some fool and then and then pop back again. Oh, and like blast some fool. <laughs> and like I love that. you're in this helicopter, it never occurs to you to go up or down. No, <laughs> give it um. Well, add that in as well. Uh, give it complete uh, like destructibility as well. It's mm. so like and the cities would obviously be more more populated as opposed to just a grid of roads with yeah. like a building every three or four <laughs> yeah, junctions exactly and then just like the ability to take down like a skyscraper that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yep, so, Pretty cool. yeah so like um maybe like uh, a grand theft auto point of view when you're in a helicopter or or a uh, a plane and but you never get yeah. out of it and you've just, just got that kind may, of city maybe scale. what you're okay. talking about is getting the annihilator helicopter and just flying around <laughs> in gta 5 yeah but you can't take down a skyscraper <laughs> in that can you you can't no, no. yeah so that and, and then then choice of vehicles as well to so throw in different helicopters planes that kind of thing as well mm-hmm. might be quite and fun. a little easter egg of a bonus one of actually at some point you get the airwolf helicopter <laughs> yeah stuff like that <laughs> Throws a funny things like a microlite or something, but with well, like in, a, in the second one you get like a combat hovercraft. You do, don't you? That's yeah. So weird, isn't it? But yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, remake Desert Strike. That's what I'm saying. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, back to you, Duncan. Um, right. Emma's suggestion was cannon fodder. It I was, was going to really suggest cannon fodder. I love game, it, but the yeah. principle. It's, mm? it's, it's, I love it. It's almost. Battlefronty, isn't it? Yeah, but obviously not. It is. So, so how would you remake Cannon Fodder? Well, I think she just wanted the graphics improved pretty well. (laughs) The gameplay she felt was pretty sharp, but it would be nicer to have because it was a bit of fun as well. Whereas Battlefront's a bit more serious, and yes, it is one of those Red Alert type battlefront strategy games but i think she just wanted it uh maybe a bit more of a story as well didn't really have a story to it no it didn't did it it was a lot of fun yeah maybe make it a bit more comic-y than it is so um it was quite comic-y she didn't play that many computer games <laughs> i think there was, there was, it was like a, but i can't remember make... if it was an actual level in it or if it was a demo or something but it was the same company that made sensible soccer yeah it was yeah and there's a i definitely remember playing it on my friend's amiga People like you're running around and then you run onto the football field yeah, of sensible yeah. soccer and they're playing a game and you can just massacre everybody. Well, the the, the uh, theme tunes from it was "War" has never been so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I I liked it and and um, the loading screen was all the people you'd killed, wasn't it? Like every time you it's like different people's names and stuff. <laughs> but you can have a lot of fun with that, like give them different weapons and stuff as well, and and to take like your different. Different squads there with different capabilities. It's as like well. a it's like a sort of an overhead squad shooter. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, and it was pretty damn yeah. good as well. So yeah, and then just put them up against more bad guys. Have them be able to jump in vehicles maybe as well. And of course, the inevitable multiplayer. The inevitable multiplayer of like four versus four with the mm. little people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, that would really work. That could do with that as well. Cannon fodder was a great game. Yeah, awesome. But yeah. Uh, Russ, uh, I would like to see a good Duke Nukem game. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so not Duke Nukem Forever. No, P- 
probably like oh, may, I don't know, maybe like a remake or a reboot of Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Um, less like back when it was sort of self-consciously aware of how ridiculous he was, rather than just celebrating what this stupid asshole he is. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and uh, yeah, go back to like that 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 sort of the the weird sort of slightly futuristic LA that it is in the first one, but that's, that's also somehow set in like the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, yeah, like the, <laughs> with the text at the start is just like, Oh, also the LAPD have been mutated. Right. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that was such a fun game. Yeah. D- you know, that going from sort of doom and heretic to that, it was such a big leap. It did 3d better Still wasn't proper 3D. No, but it did 3D better than um, at least at least it was an actual 3D environment. Like you could have multiple levels on top of each other, which you couldn't do in Doom. It was. Did you get the strippers? Still, would you keep them? No, because I don't think there's much place for that in a game these days. Boo! <laughs> but like, they're literally, literally the only function was to wiggle their tits at you or get blown up. I mean, yeah. it's hardly mm. yep. deep characterization. It's brilliant, um, but uh, yeah, you can have a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun with that. Some yeah. of the ridiculous weapons and things. That'd be amazing. Mm. Definitely, I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would have to not end up being Duke Nukem Forever, which was just awful. You could have Duke Nukem um, in the the twenty first century, where he's forced to um, to actually like take a like a woman's studies. Like he's he's been sent on a professional yeah. relationships course at work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he, he, and not have it tongue in cheek, <laughs> like just like, just be like, no, no, everyone thinks you're a dick. Yeah, yeah, you need to stop now, and like have the the whole moral of the game being that he's becoming a better person with equally still shit like lines throughout the whole thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> hail to the king or queen, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it done. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it's it's earned it, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's still an iconic game. It's just, um, and it, it came up with like it was sort of the, you're going through vents and things. That was, I think, I don't know, if it was invented by, mm. but it was certainly, you know, it popularized that mechanic. You know, you see a vent, you're like, right, I'm gonna smash that open and go through it. Um, the uh, the levels were great fun to explore, crammed full of sort of secrets and hidden areas and things. Mm. Yeah, very good. I love it. I would play that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely play that. I've immediately forgotten the game I was going to mention. That's really annoying. I'll go with another one. Did anyone ever play a game called MDK? Oh, is that... It was like a... It was an FPS, yeah? It was a third-person shooter. Oh, but it was a no. You're I did running... Not towards the bad guys basically it's, it's it's like on a almost like on a bridge i would like a much more open third person mdk game where you have the ability to fly which was cool mm-hmm. um you have the ability to shoot on the fly like just like almost like a bullet hell game um and then also with your mask which was quite cool you have the ability to become a sniper as well so like do all these cool things but but flesh it out, flesh out the story rather than just this guy with a giant hood, basically. Yeah. I think that would work really well. It's better from the area in games where you didn't really have to do story. No, exactly, yeah. 
it was you know the story was like printed on the inlay card of the cassette on yeah the CD. Or, or it came up in text before the start of the game yeah um but then you were up against robots as well and and you could you could have like this like dystopian future where mm. you're an assassin who's been sent to take down like the robot rebellion or something like that might be fun nice yeah Duncan. uh it's kind of now it's, uh split me because yeah. i was gonna say one thing i was gonna suggest um metal gear solid 2 uh <laughs> the one that everyone well, i can't remember metal gear solid 2 solid snake it was uh the nuclear preventing nuclear war uh and it really kind of got the metal gear franchise really going because metal gear solid one uh actually that would do that could do both of those metal gear solid and metal gear solid 2 could do with a bit of a revamp metal gear solid because it was again blocky you didn't have that third person it was kind of top down uh game but that could do with it and metal gear solid 2 because some of the uh, some of the gear, the game, the the cutscenes were brilliant, but some of the gameplay was a bit frustrating. And it, I know what they were trying to do, and I think we could do it now, and it could be really smooth. Um, yeah, I think the the what they were trying to do, the the console just couldn't quite cope with it. So you, it, there were sometimes sort of bugs and sluggishness to it. Um, and again. You can really expand the world because it, it was the story was brilliant, um, but it did lead you on. So you didn't, you couldn't necessarily explore as much, and you sort of like did each bit and then moved on to the next bit rather than going. All right, well I have to go back there. There are missions where you do have to go through different rooms, but it's still kind of like a set area. So make it a bit more open world. Um, yes, the fact that you could, you know, you would get achievements if you um, completed it with minimum... You were meant to be able to do it without killing any of the normal foot soldiers. If you did that, you would get an achievement, and that was a great function, but there were bits of it that you could just up it a bit. Just give it that wee bit of talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Never played an MGS game. but um, No. No, me neither. I played, I played five, actually. That was all right. Cool. Yeah. No. I I never played any of. I played three. The one that was yeah. yeah, Obviously, the one that where you start off on a boat, and then I sort of went. Oh, it's not quite as good. (laughs) What What I like about that is that's never going to happen because of all the issues with um, Konami. So yeah. Yeah. But I like it a lot, Duncan. I like it a lot. Uh, Russ, Uh, do you remember the game in the late nineties called Messiah? Yes, that was an yes. absolutely awesome game. Yeah, but it was wildly overambitious yeah. for what it was what it was actually trying to do. Um, but the uh, yeah, I mean the the story that was was amazing. Um, it's sort of it's not a million miles away from the story of Doom, actually, in that you have like scientists they basically capture the devil, don't they? And they're trying to like extract mm. energy from him or something. That's almost identical to yeah. to be fair. And uh, you are sent down as this tiny little helpless cherub <laughs> that um, is utterly defenceless on your own, but you can possess 
any sentient being um but you have to be sort of sneaky about it it was absolutely awesome really kind of crazy world brilliant sort of um weird future quite sort of like fifth elementy mm. um sort of very strange slightly dystopian future that you're in um ridiculously violent and uh yeah it was it was great fun but it was always a bit um it was a bit of a crisis of of its time in that nobody's yeah. computer was ever quite good enough to run it really well um and uh you know the 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 sort of world was a bit shaky and not as detailed as you'd like it was very sort of linear yeah corridors that you went down so that kind of thing but in like a, a big open world futuristic city type thing imagine like cyberpunk 2077 but with demons in it oh my god that would be amazing that'd, that'd be, be quite such cool. a great idea yeah mm. um but um, that have have more to it than cause basically all you did was like you you possessed people yeah. and then you used them to kill other people but have a bit more sort of you know you, maybe you possess people and then use them to to talk to people or yeah. to manipulate events and things like that few more more possibilities than that that would be that awesome I, that that kind of links into what i my my let, let i'll make this my last one um beneath the steel sky mm-hmm. the point and click adventure game right yeah make it an open world dystopian future game where nice. you're controlling this guy basically um and just make it incredibly dark and brooding and basically make this yeah not quite, not with the augmentations like in Deus Ex, but someone that has to make Blade Runner the game, basically, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, and and turn it into has that. There, has there ever been a Blade Runner game? There no, but there should be, shouldn't there? That could be pretty cool. Like an open world in, in I thought there was. Los Angeles, yeah. Oh, not that I remember. But that would be amazing. Just like There must the, have been one like back in the 80s or 90s. Maybe, but can you imagine a, a Blade Runner game with modern visuals, and make it like that? So like yeah. the screens on the side, and I mean, isn't this... that called Cyber? No, Cyberpunk doesn't have the same feel isn't as that. that. Called Cyberpunk. No, Cyberpunk doesn't have the same feel as that. Cyberpunk's... I think so, they've yeah. deliberately tried not to look too Blade Runner. Exactly, Runner-y because yeah. everything looks Blade Runnery because yeah. Blade Runner invented Cyberpunk aesthetic, really. Yeah. I know it didn't like. I know it didn't invent the genre, but it was it was the first visual representation of it that everyone saw. Cyberpunk is much brighter. Like it's daytime a lot in Cyberpunk. I think I think yeah. that was a real conscious choice yeah. that they made. Like go, go for daytime because you can't help but you just don't want people to go. Oh, it's a bit Blade Runner. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. Even though that's exactly what I want from the game. And I'm yeah. I'm sure at nighttime that is exactly what it will look yeah. like. But they wanted to try and have a bit more to it than that. But yeah, turn it into this brooding, um, noirish. Um, dystopian future game where you have to go and complete missions like in the pouring rain with the big yeah. screens and stuff. So, nice. Yeah, make Beneath the Steel Sky a Blade Runner game, basically. Very cool. Nice. Any more for any more? I've got a couple uh, of don't Prince want of Persia. Prince of Persia. They've, d- they've done Prince of Persia. They've done that a few times. <laughs> Loads of times. Go, go and play Sands of Time. Yeah, Sands of Time is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's well. That was a, a, another Emma, uh, another Emma one. Uh, you mentioned Time Crisis briefly. It'd be quite nice. That'd be quite cool. Um, there was a cool game called Or 
ODT, which stood for Or Die Trying. Yeah. And it is an escape game. Um, it was a third-person uh, puzzle shooter uh, type thing. And Sounds good. It yeah. was... It's sort of you, you. You basically crash. I think you crash landed, or you went through a portal. It is very much similar to the horrors that you would see in Event Horizon, mm. and everything was very. You you couldn't really see very far down a corridor, so you would sort of go down this corridor. Uh, um, the, the premise of the game was brilliant. Aspects of the uh, execution weren't, and I think they could. That would be a really smart one to do. It was a smart little game. Uh, it didn't really make a big splash, um, but it was quite nice. And it, you know, you could really ramp it up to that kind of uh, Doom type uh, or Event Horizon mm-hmm. type levels. Excellent. Cool. cool. Would, would you you say you had something you don't want to see then, Russ? Yeah, I don't want to see anyone doing any more Half-Life remakes. Sure. Because it's been done a million times. Oh, somebody else is remaking Half-Life in a new engine. It's been done a million times. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, And Goldeneye. Just don't touch it. Yeah? But isn't Goldeneye not great now? Like It's not. No. It's almost unplayable now because you go into it with a current generation mindset. The controls are awful. Mm. The graphics are awful. It handles really badly. Um but I don't think you could ever recapture what made Goldeneye so good at the time. No, no, that's true. Without, you know, going back to the 90s. So what you're saying is you want a Goldeneye Battle Royale game. <laughs> <laughs> that's his, so that's they, did, they did, they they made this big fuss like, oh, we're remaking Goldeneye, we're remaking Goldeneye. And they released it for the PS2. And it wasn't a remake of Goldeneye. It was just a shitty James Bond game called mm. Goldeneye where you weren't even James Bond. No. Yeah. Um, it was awful. But, yeah, I, I don't think you could do it. And, yeah, you can like you, you can port it. You can you can just fire up an N64 and play it. But it's it's almost unplayable if you... Unless you really get back into the yeah. mindset of how it works. Yep. Um, right, we've had a few suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had an email regarding... Because I asked someone about Final Fantasy VII. No, is it in the no... Uh, uh, a guy called Adam, who is a listener of the Gridiron Gentleman podcast as well. Um, and he sent us an email about the Final Fantasy VII remake because I was intrigued as to uh, finding out what someone who is a fan of Final Fantasy uh, thinks of it. So, uh, leading on from what I said on Twitter, and more on that in a second, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake has been eagerly waited for by many, if not all, Final Fantasy fans, and it's been a while since any news or screenshots have been leaked. It is common knowledge amongst gamers and fans that this remake project knocked Square Enix for six due to the sheer size and complexity of the work needed to make it a Final Fantasy that could not only live up to the hype and popularity of the original game, but also the highest standard that comes with any new Final Fantasy release, as shown by Final Fantasy XV and its subsequent DLCs. Subsequent DLCs. Square Enix delayed and delayed the release of Final Fantasy XV due to the sole fact that the producers simply weren't happy with the final product and did whatever it took to make it playable for first-timers and veterans alike. And in the end, they succeeded with a Final Fantasy that we had not seen in the likes of before. Which is fair. I can't get into it personally, but I, I play Final Fantasy in XV and go, um, this is really good, it's just not for me, and it looks amazing. Um, Square Enix seemed to have the same mentality with Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
Yes, it's a big project. Yes, it's probably the most eagerly anticipated remake of the Final Fantasy game yet. But this is precisely why the producers, the graphic designers, the directors, etc. are taking their time with it. It's no secret how much of an impact the original Final Fantasy VII made when it was released in 1997. So they know how much of a potential impact the remake can and probably will make. Square Enix has proven to the fans that their remakes of the past classics still sell well today and want to be played again and again, even if after, the, even after they've changed things. Uh, be that added elements to the gameplay, adjusted the ATB system in game, relocated collectibles, or how to unlock certain achievements, as well as adding new ways of developing characters that cause the player to think more and more about the route they choose through the game. All this is speculation, but given Enix, Square Enix's history, it's a safe bet. But E3 is coming up next month. I think we can expect a little more detail to be revealed. In my opinion, the remake of Final Fantasy VII will enable fans of the series to relive a classic with new improved features, graphics and designs, whilst new players can enjoy a Final Fantasy that set the benchmark for all future Final Fantasy games and built it into the global phenomenon that it is today. I, for one, am quite excited and can't wait for the release. But then again, anything to do with Final Fantasy, I always am. Like, we're going to get him on to talk about Final Fantasy at some point, because I know nothing about it. To play, again, I didn't, have, I didn't have a PlayStation at that time. No. To, I played it a bit at other people's houses. Yeah. It always felt like a game that was too trying to be too much for what was possible at the time. Yeah. So it, it could probably do with the um, being given that sort of room to the, the, expand. The, the Beach Boys of games, yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of other games you'd like to see remade, Silent Hill... Uh, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, that's a cool, cool choice. And Driver, I really mm-hmm. like that one. I'd love to see oh, a Driver, Driver remake. Driver was good. Yeah, yeah, Driver was awesome. They did Driver San Francisco as well, didn't they? Yeah. Which was also really, really good. And the best thing about that was you can just um, move into any car at any point. So like, it, it gave you complete freedom. Really liked it. It also says, in my opinion, racing and fighting games, i.e. Gran Turismo and Tekken, don't need remakes due to the fact that each time a new game with this title is released, it has the same concept, just updated graphics, except for obviously the Forza Horizon 1 remake that will be coming out, hopefully. Um, none of the gameplay can or does change. A couple of other suggestions I've had as well. Uh, bring it up. Um, I'm not sure how many of these are legit but here we go i've asked a few people um let's go with the guys from adventure authority again that's dave dan and david which is a little bit confusing but we'll get there dave suggested time crisis like duncan did yeah yeah um <laughs> dan suggested pokemon red and blue no wait final fantasy 7 no wait and then finally suggested superman 64 <laughs> oh, that was shockingly bad <laughs> that was wasn't a good game um, so, so i mean a Superman game yeah. suffers from the Superman problem even more than a Superman movie does. In yeah. that, to feel like Superman, nobody can have a chance of hurting you, <laughs> yeah. which removes everything that makes it a game. Yeah. Uh, Dave then suggests Echo the Dolphin. That wasn't there. A... No. What's wrong no. with Echo the Dolphin? I'm sure there was a remake. No, of Echo. only if you can hunt Echo. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Duncan Duncan has a, a tuna friendly dolphin. Yeah, that's it. Lunch. Um, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Hunt, no. Echoes. Echo the dolphin was fun. Um, that uh, really uh, rings a bell. I'm sure that somebody was talking tweet. about that. Oh. Um, Perfect Dark remake. Oh yeah. 
That'd be yeah. pretty cool. I mean, like it doesn't come with the, the uh, cachet that um, uh, GoldenEye does. There, I mean, there was a Perfect Dark reboot, yeah. remake, whatever you want to call it, and it was awful. For the 360? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a release title for the 360, wasn't it? But yeah. do it again, do it Perfect better. Perfect Dark Zero, it's and terrible. Then, weirdly, he suggests Star Wars pod racing. Yeah, see, that could really... Yeah. That could, that's, that's an absolutely excellent suggestion. Yeah. Very, very insightful. Uh, however, he then loses it by saying Sonic 1, but with the film Sonic. <laughs> I would like to see it. Yeah. Weird, gangly, human-legged Sonic. Uh, David suggests the Disney action games featuring Her- Hercules. He says, "But I'm going to. I think that's a good shout. That any of the Disney action games tie in with the new films, so like Lion King, Aladdin. They're all blooming great. Um, Lion King's a match new film. Altered Beast as well. David suggests Oregon Trail. I don't know. I don't know whether that should be remade. Uh, Dan then suggests The Witcher One. Then Dave back to Earthworm Jim." Oh mate, that was good. Yeah. That was so, that was such a weird game. Yeah. Um, Dan suggests Ledger Suit Larry, but with VR <laughs> and uncensored, <laughs> completely uncensored. And uh, Jamie suggests Golden Axe and Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, yeah, Ghouls and Ghosts. I think Golden Axe would be good. Yeah. With with the three player mechanic. I've actually, still. that. Yeah. Would- I mean, that is also how I think in our WhatsApp group I said, you know, just give us an excuse to talk about Golden Axe again for a second week in the row. Um, uh, so yeah. Dan's not taking this seriously. Uh, so we've had um, Legend of Larry VR from him, mm-hmm. Superman 64, and now he's just Skyrim. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I mean, that, that is begging for, a, <laughs> for, for another remake. remake yeah. For a redoing, slightly yeah. better snow, yeah, just slightly though, yeah. And that's it, yeah. Excellent. Any more for any more before we wrap up? Um, no, it's all good. I mean, obviously, developers, please go and you know create new IPs as well. Yeah, like I mean, at the end of that, I would rather new IPs than than remakes. I'd even rather a sequel than a remake. But um, mm. there's a few there's a few ideas there. I think if you wanted to, you know, tap our brain for for information. Yeah, or, I mean, I. I I'm genuinely excited to play the pod racer game that I made up. I like the, yeah, I'd play that. Any of the Star Wars <laughs> ones sounded great. The Dark Forces one in particular sounded awesome. Like like this this like sneaky spy thriller. Turn it into like Yeah. That'd be incredible. I love it. Brilliant. Oh, right. cuz also one of the levels in Dark Forces you did go through Narshadar, so it you would did? be wicked to have to do jumping. <laughs> Wasn't that Dark Forces 2? Yeah, it was Dark Forces 2. First level of Dark Forces no, Dark, 2 is in In the first Dark Forces as well, you go through Narshadar. Oh, okay. Smuggler's Moon. It's not yeah. a moon. That's no moon. Uh, right, we're going to go. <laughs> it's my arse. We're going to go. If you want to contact us, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> or Facebook. It's TMTOOH, if you must know. Um... <laughs> We'll be back next week. More news, another topic. Bish bash Bob. Bob's your uncle. Wee, my son, my son. I've lost it. <laughs> keep, keep going. See if we end up with it. Um, yeah, Fanny's thanks for listening. Aunt. Huh? What? Fanny's your aunt. Fanny's your aunt, yeah. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's yeah. your aunt. Yeah. Bob's your uncle's sister. I'm just going to go. Yeah, probably wise. Yeah, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. <laughs> Bye.